Hello and welcome to this week's Innovation Forum Briefing, a regular guide to what's happening in the world of sustainable business. I'm Ian Welsh. The Innovation Forum team is hard at work, preparing for next year's Spring Conference Series. Coming up in June is the next in our Future of Climate Action events for companies and organisations looking to get to grips with their Scope 3 emissions. To find out how the agenda is coming together, I spoke with my colleague Natasha Bodnar. That's to come. First though, to talk about some of what's coming up this week in the world of sustainable business, here's Innovation Forum's B. Stevenson. So what's coming up this week? This week, having had the opening day Ag Summit at the tail end of last week, we're now into the thematic days. To bring structure to the conference for public-facing events, the COP organisers assign themes to each day, touching on the whole gamut of climate-related issues. We may see particular commitments and announcements in line with the themes. For instance, the first theme day on Sunday looked into health and relief, and we saw the UAE and several charities offering $777 million in financing for eradicating neglected tropical diseases expected to worsen as temperatures climb. What themes have we got coming up this week, B? So we're starting with finance, trade, gender equality and accountability. Then energy and industry. So maybe one to really talk about the fossil fuel issue there. Just transition and indigenous peoples. Then multi-level action, urbanisation and built environment slash transport. And then midway through the summit on the 7th of December, the organisers have scheduled a day of rest when official programming is paused. However, obviously the country delegations often continue closed door negotiations throughout this day, whilst industry leaders and non-profits continue to hold side events too. And then after that, it's youth, children, education and skills, then nature, land use and oceans, and then food, agriculture and water. And we've obviously already seen the big food and ag pledge being made. It'll be interesting to see how the fossil fuels debate pans out this week as well, of course. The president of COP28 from the UAE causing controversy over the weekend on his seemingly saying that there's no science behind the phasing out of fossil fuels, widely disagreed with, to say it lightly, by many climate experts. So it's interesting to see how we get back on that through the course of the week. What else is happening this week, B? Again, within the vein of COP28, carbon capture and storage is set to feature prominently at the summit this week, with major oil and gas producing countries expected to unveil shared carbon storage goals. This issue has already seen some press and coverage over the weekend as well, with ExxonMobil's CEO critiquing the lack of focus at COP28 on carbon capture and storage, with oil and gas companies obviously hoping that CCS can keep their operations going for longer and at a larger scale but the scientific community continually casting doubts on whether it can be used at scale beyond the heavy industries. It's very difficult to decarbonize. But this week, a new analysis from Oxford University's Smith School is also being published. The research from the report shows that a high carbon capture and storage pathway to net zero emissions in 2050 is expected to cost at least $30 trillion more than a low carbon capture pathway, which would be roughly $1 trillion per year. So it says that the cost of the CCS implementation has not declined at all in 40 years, in contrast to renewable technologies like solar, wind and batteries, which have fallen in cost dramatically, which we see every year. It really stresses that any hopes that the cost of CCS will decline in a similar way to renewable technologies appear misplaced. The findings indicate a lack of technological learning in any part of the process from CO2 capture to burial, even though all elements of the chain have been used for decades. It'll be very interesting to see how the report is met by the fossil fuel sector. There has been quite a lot of talk amongst climate scientists that carbon capture and storage simply wasn't going to work at scale, far too expensive, and the only solution really is just to decarbonise energy supply. This is perhaps more evidence that that's the case. Fossil fuel companies may disagree, of course. B, it'll be interesting to see how all this pans out over the course of the week. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ian.
On the 12th and 13th of June, the Innovation Forum team will be back in Amsterdam for the next Future of Climate Action conference. To find out more about how the event is shaping up, I caught up with Innovation Forum's Natasha Bodnar. Are there any sessions that you're looking forward to in particular? The conference's overarching theme is looking at how regulatory pressure, supply chain innovation and low carbon solutions can deliver on scope three reduction. Within that, the legislation obviously being a big theme, one session I'm looking forward to is looking at the climate policy and regulatory risk and asking how will legislation shape business strategy. So within that session, as regulation continues to evolve and it requires a careful approach and collaboration across value chains in order to take advantage of the level playing field opportunities, we're going to ask our panel to discuss what a proactive business response to incoming legislation could look like. We'll also ask them how they work with their suppliers to collectively comply with the regulation and to give some practical examples that people can use on how to maximize the benefits for mandatory disclosure and action. This is an area where the evolving legislative picture really has shaping how businesses are engaging on scope three and climate issues. Do we have any speakers on that panel allocated yet? Not allocated yet. There's definitely, if people are interested in speaking on that session specifically, please do get in touch. Now, what I'm excited about is some workshop sessions that we've got coming up. What specifically will we be covering in the workshop? One of the workshops that we're going to be looking at is how to deliver on scope three as a 101 workshop. It's really for those who are just starting out. You'll be taken through a step-by-step approach to supply engagement in emissions reductions. So if you're a beginner, then this is going to be a great place to get started. We will cover various things from awareness and education with tier one suppliers, how to identify and engage on the easy wins. Also beyond those easy wins, how do suppliers assess what is needed for finance, for low carbon approaches, how to help suppliers tell their own story, reporting for us and for others to help build the business case and walk through it step by step. This will be limited, so the, it will be on a first-come, first-served basis in terms of registrants. Uh, we want to make sure that it's a small group of people so that we can really get into it. That's great. Looking forward to that very much. It'll be a moderated session, obviously, and we'll have key people who have got to grips with Scope 3 and we'll be able to share their experience. Now it's a good time to get involved, isn't it, Natasha? Because there's a discount coming up. There's a big discount coming up. If you register by Friday, the 8th of December, you can save up to 600 euros on your pass. Definitely worth uh, registering early. The event is in June, so get it in your diaries. Register this week for a delegate discount. And there also are, of course, some sponsorship opportunities still available. If you want to get involved with those, just get in touch with Natasha or any, any member of the Innovation Forum team. Natasha, June will come round very quickly. Always does. Thanks, Ian. The briefing will be back next week and do look out as ever for the weekly podcast on Thursday. But that's it for now. I've been Ian Welsh and goodbye.